Hello everybody, this is Josh from Global Conservation Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 8 of the Global Conservation Newscast. Alright, episode 8 covers the week of March 4th, 2019. And starting off... A new study has been published showing that populations of many of Britain's small carnivorous mammals have rebounded since the 1960s. Species such as the Eurasian otter, common ferret, European badger, stoat, European pine marten, and least weasel have all increased in the last few decades thanks to conservation efforts aimed at legal protections, pollution control, habitat restoration, and reintroductions. Prior to the 1960s, widespread hunting, trapping, and poisoning took its toll on all mammals across Britain, and several species were pushed to the very brink of extinction. Otters declined to just a few small populations due to hunting and agricultural pesticides that washed into the rivers. However, those pesticides were banned, and hunting was outlawed in 1978. Since then, otters have returned to every county in England, and their numbers continue to climb. The common ferret, which was nearly wiped out entirely, has also made a comeback after a 1958 ban on leghold trapping. Today there are over 83,000 ferrets in England, and they continue to expand across their historical range. Despite the current controversy of badger culling in the UK, populations have nearly doubled since the 1980s thanks to legal protections established in 1973. And lastly, pine marten, whose last stronghold was in remote Scotland after years of persecution throughout the UK, has been reintroduced to both England and Wales, and these populations are also now on the rise. In fact, the growing population of pine marten is credited with reducing invasive grey squirrel numbers, which in turn has helped native red squirrels to bounce back as well. So this is an incredible story of rewilding that highlights the importance of a long-term vision to bring back wildlife populations, is we often need to measure those results not across years, but across decades. So we want to thank the researchers from Exeter University, Vincent Wildlife Trust, and the Center for Ecology and Hydrology for undertaking this study, and to all the organizations throughout the United Kingdom who have worked hard to allow Britain's mammals to stage a comeback. In the Philippines, the community of Tingloy has recently designated a new marine protected area. Located off the island of Maricaban, the new MPA is positioned in one of the most biologically diverse marine areas on Earth. The new marine protected area is called Pirasan and encompasses a thriving coral reef ecosystem which has been internationally heralded as a treasure trove of marine life. In addition to conserving marine biodiversity, Pirasan will also boost the economy of Tingloy thanks to the emerging ecotourism industry that the Healthy Reef supports. Even more, a nearby marine protected area that was established a decade ago has proven to be beneficial to local fishermen, who are now also supporting Pirasan as a way of bolstering fish stocks. Now, setting aside protected areas where no fishing can occur to increase fish stocks may seem counterintuitive, But all throughout the world, research has shown that this is exactly the case. The reason being is that marine protected areas allow fish populations to grow and then disperse outside the marine protected area, similar to the idea of gaining the interest off the money invested in a savings account. 
In fact, local fishermen on Maricabon are now harvesting more fish from the waters surrounding the marine protected area than they did before it was established. Peterson was championed by the local government and community of Tingloy in partnership with the California Academy of Sciences, De La Salle University Manila, and several local nonprofit organizations. So a big congratulations to all the partners involved and a special congratulations to the community of Tingloy who have shown leadership in finding win-win solutions for both nature and the local economy. For the first time in over 150 years, a Eurasian wolf has officially settled in the Netherlands. This exciting discovery comes from Velua National Park, and while a number of wolves have traveled in and out of the park over the past few years, a female wolf has been living there for over six months, and this is the official cutoff point to be recognized as a resident. All throughout Europe, wolves are making a comeback after centuries of persecution. In fact, the rewilding of several large carnivores in addition to wolves, such as brown bears and Eurasian lynx, is making global headlines as these species continue to expand across their historical range in Europe. In fact, the female wolf in Velua originated from a pack in Germany that's been proliferating in recent years. To add to the good news, researchers suggest that the female may have found a mate, which means the Netherlands could have their very first official wolf pack as early as this spring if pups are born. The wolf is a protected species in the Netherlands, and in an effort to bring back the wolf, several Dutch provinces have developed action plans to minimize human-wolf conflict, such as through compensation to farmers who might lose livestock due to wolf predation. So this is a great story of rewilding in Europe, and one that has received a lot of support by the Dutch. We want to thank and congratulate both the national and provincial governments in the Netherlands for supporting the return of the wolf. A new study has been published showing that the kia, which is a threatened species of parrot endemic to the South Island of New Zealand, is able to bounce back in areas where invasive predators are controlled. The study took place across 30,000 hectares of kia habitat, a massive area, which is primarily mountain forests and alpine tussock grasslands. The results of the study show that kia nesting success increased by over 70% as compared to areas where invasive predators were not controlled. Researchers also believe that the benefits of invasive predator control at this large scale also extends to other native bird species. The study was undertaken by the New Zealand Department of Conservation and Predator Free New Zealand, which is a charitable organization established to encourage, support, and connect New Zealanders in their efforts to conserve native wildlife by controlling and eradicating introduced predators such as rats, possums, and stoats. Now this is no small feat when you consider that New Zealand has the highest rate of threatened species in the world, with 81% of birds, 88% of reptiles, and 72% of freshwater fish being endangered. The trial to control predators for the benefit of kia and other wildlife all contribute to a national campaign called Predator Free 2050, which as the name suggests, aims to rid New Zealand of the most damaging introduced predators by 2050. Moving to Taiwan, where the Formosan clouded leopard, which was believed extinct for the last 36 years, has been reportedly spotted by a group of villagers. 
The last official sighting was by Taiwanese authorities in 1983, and this unique subspecies of clouded leopard that could only be found in Taiwan was officially declared extinct in 2013. However, given the elusive nature of clouded leopards, local government officials suggest it very well could still be alive, and they're now working to establish a scientific investigation into these sightings. So, while it's too early for celebrations yet, we'll be keeping a close eye on this story and hopefully we'll have some good news to share in the not-too-distant future. Thanks to the generosity of many people like yourself, a protected area is to be established in Ecuador to conserve the entire known habitat of the recently discovered blue-throated hill star hummingbird. The critically endangered blue-throated hill star which is only first discovered in 2018, is limited to a few remote mountaintops in the western Andes of Ecuador. As it turns out, mineral rights on these mountaintops had been given out by the Ecuadorian government, and they were scheduled to be mined, which would have destroyed the hill star's habitat and driven this unique species to extinction. However, thanks to a partnership between the World Land Trust and Naturaliza y Cultura Ecuador, over 70,000 acres of mountain habitat is set to be designated as a water protection area, which will not only save the blue-throated hill star, but will also protect the drinking water supply for several local communities. So we want to congratulate both organizations for their quick response in saving the blue-throated hill star, and as well to all the donors who have helped make this project possible. A historic agreement has been reached between India and Nepal to support transboundary conservation efforts along the 800-kilometer-long shared border. Both nations have recognized the importance of maintaining forest corridors between the two countries to ensure healthy populations of wildlife, including Asian elephants, one-horned rhinos, and Bengal tigers. Tigers have been a particular focus in the agreement, as populations have risen steadily in both countries over the last decade. The new agreement seeks to protect tigers and enable their free movement between India and Nepal, and a Memorandum of Understanding lays out several actions that both countries have agreed to work together on, including strengthening efforts to curb wildlife poaching and illegal trade, joint tiger monitoring in national parks and protected areas along the border, pursuing activities that minimize human-wildlife conflict, and promoting the exchange of information to learn best practices in allowing local communities to participate in conservation efforts. So congratulations to the governments of both India and Nepal for their leadership in wildlife conservation, and also to the World Wildlife Fund India and World Wildlife Fund Nepal for helping to organize and coordinate this agreement. All right, that's it for episode eight of the Global Conservation Newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. You can also check out Global Conservation Solutions on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram to see daily conservation posts in your feed. We'd love to hear from you if you have your own conservation story to share, and you can use the hashtag LetNatureThrive on any of those social media platforms, and we'll get back to you. Thank you so much. We will see you next week.